Welcome to it. This is Know Your Power, the podcast series brought to you by VW Amarok. And over the course of this series, we want you to firstly discover the man that is Siabela Sunaka, but most importantly, help you tap into what real power is. The first five episodes are live right now, so make sure you get them all by clicking the link in the bio of your favorite podcast app. Oh man, Sabs, you, you, you know, this conversation is, um, as we were talking about it behind the scenes with some of the guys, I was thinking, know your power. And I thought, ah, you know, what does that even mean, really? Because I like, I, I, I'd like to think I'm ambitious and I'm trying to get somewhere in life. And, and you know, uh, getting to meet you is that it, it seems like this to me, having met you, is that you're actually starting to enjoy both your on field success and life. More and more, the longer you go, it's not like you're getting jaded. You know, sometimes for guys when they've been in it long enough and now it's just about the sport and it's all there is and they can feel the end of the rugby in your case coming, they start to become jaded. And it's almost like because you're opening yourself up, you're enjoying everything now, it almost seems like. It, it literally is like that. And that's what knowing your part is. Um, I've said this in a couple of our conversations prior that, you know, power has different faces. You no. know, it's not... Um, it's not just about this or that. And I'm talking about, you know, the masculine side of it. It also has a very feminine side to it. And it's all about unlocking all those facets and realizing that actually these things live together. That's why you get people, you know, being in the prime of the sport and actually exiting, um, just focusing on that and feeling like they're losing themselves because they don't know their real power. The real power is not about being a great sportsman. The real power lies between you unlocking all these fears in your life to make sure that you make up a great human being. That's where the real power is. And, you know, we were talking uh, to, to Paddy Upton uh, a while ago, right? And he said something about, you'll always be a man. You're only going to be a rugby yeah. player for, for so short. And I, I thought that was, that was quite cool, right? Because as, as they always say, the simplest thing is usually the truest thing. And that's so true when you think about like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to be a human being until the very last day of my life. You know, until the very last day of my life. And for you, you know, having gotten to the top, I wanted to know for you, let's just talk about you as a rugby player, right? It, where's the loneliest place in the world for you? I, I, it's something that I've been thinking of, of asking you uh, for a while. It's like, I wonder, is the loneliest place the dressing room? Do you feel when you leave the, the field? Uh, I, I always wonder, where, when do you feel, or when you were younger, I don't know if you still feel lonely with some of the people that are helping you now, but... Where's the loneliest place in the world for you? No, you still do feel lonely, you know, having, you know, even having, bringing all the help that you're getting right now, or I'm getting the help that I'm getting now, because I have a lot of people in my corner. Um, they make it feel less lonely, but there is still some loneliness. You know? I think, just thinking about it from the back, the most will feel lonely is when you have a really bad game. Mm. And in that, mm. in that car alone, driving back home, then, you know, there's no messages on your phone. Um, the next day, people are bashing you. You see yourself in all these newspaper articles and stuff like that. All the bad things that people are writing. And no one is literally there to kind of like protect you. But when things are turned away in the other side, you know, then you're a champion. Then if you have a good game, then everybody is on your phone. Uh, your phone is beeping. Your, your phone is literally just getting flat from you. You just get messages. not even like you, but you know what I'm saying? So those are the two, yeah, the two different faces of life. 
And I guess the other part, which um, a lot of people would actually relate to, is when you're injured. Mm. You know, it's all good and well playing, and you know, when you're playing week in and week out, people are seeing you. But when you're injured, it seems like you know the world doesn't know you anymore. You get into a little bubble because it goes down to even a stage where you're not even inclusive of the team because obviously you're doing your rehab. So you yeah. come in at different times, the team come in. So you're literally alone. You are alone. You're literally alone. Yeah. And that might uh, be very, very lonely for, for a couple of people. See, that, that's very, that's very, very interesting because we, we see that side of the uh, thing doesn't make papers. So we don't know, like that's a lonely yeah. place for a sportsman. Rehab is lonely. That's, and it, I guess, one thing I, I would have to ask you, right? Because you, you grew up Kovelko, uh, and you you were you, you know you know we've been chatting a little bit about that. And what age did you leave Valcom actually? And where did you go from Valcom? Was it straight to Cape Town and and the Seven Scene or? No, actually, I left. I left um, quite late. I was born and bred in Cape Town. Like when my whole schooling uh-huh. uh, career was kind of like in Valcom. Took a yeah. gap year. I went to an academy that always wanted me. It's called Harmony Sports Academy. Yeah. I went there for a year, um, graduated through that, played for Griffiths and the 19s, the Curry Cup and the second division, or the first division of schools, rather. Um, I got myself a scholarship to Bloemfontein wow. to go to CET. So I went to CET in Bloemfontein, and my mom was obviously happy about that because she's like, ah, school, and doing a school, a school, a school. So when that happened, I got to shut her up a little bit. I hope she's not going to hear that. <laughs> I was like, dude, okay, the school thing is gone now. Um, and obviously then rugby was a huge passion for me. You know, went to CET, uh, did the whole rugby thing CET. So I saw it like a, a double-A sword. You know, I can I can literally hit two birds with one stone type of thing. So I went to CET, started off fourth team, uh, made my way third team, made my way second team, made my way in the first team. This was all in the same year. But it was a couple of months uh, that we're talking about here. Yeah. As I went into the first team, my cheaters on the 19 coach back then I did to do was like, yo, dude, don't you want to come play for us? You know, I was not comfortable or anything like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, it's so good. I'll come play. You know, it's an opportunity. I went to go play the 19s. I played a couple of games. It's got a couple of trials. Then the Tunuans coach was like, nah, you don't belong at the 19s, dude. Come to the Tunuans. Went to the Tunuans. And I, while I was there, Paul too had an eye on me. So he invited me to camp. So I came to camp uh, with the Sevens in Stellenbosch, went back, wrote my finals for that year. Man, I went back. Man said nothing to me, like literally yeah. nothing. I was like, choo, choo, what a cruel man. <laughs> not even a, <laughs> not even a, yo, dude. Oh, <laughs> well, son, not you, or, you know, yeah. uh, anything, bro. At that point, I just wanted any spoken word from the man. Yeah. Zero communication. <laughs> um, as I was writing my finals, I randomly get a call from him. I'm like, yo, dude, I want to sign you. Like, randomly, like on a random day, but like a Tuesday or something. I'm like, hey, like, what do you say? I'm like, I want to sign you. Tomorrow I'm coming to Bloom. I'm going to come fetch you. And they just, I'm like, wait, wait, sir. I cannot do that. We have to go to welcome to speak to my parents because, oh, my mom wants me to study. Yeah. So I can't just make some decisions like that. It's like, okay, cool, fine. Tomorrow I'll get to Bloom. I'll come pick you up and we'll go to welcome. I'm like, hey, but this man. <laughs> okay, I was joking, right? Tomorrow morning comes then eight o'clock. He's here. Where are you, bro? Let's go to Valcom. I thought Is I was dreaming, back? dude, because it literally happened. You see, all I'm saying happened in a year, in literally a year. So From this was third team nah. in university to Paul Triu. 
jumping on a from flight fourth, to come and fetch you? From fourth team at CET. And they were still playing shit that time, so it is not CET that plays. <laughs> so so it's it's not, not, <laughs> hey, so, can, well, but can I ask you a question? What's Paul Trio like? He seems he's intense, a, dude. He's a very intense dude. He's a very, I think we're going to have him on one of the podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's more relaxed, obviously, in the space, but he's a disciplinarian. Like, he's, he's very intense, and, which is good, especially for young boys, because, like, he, he instills a lot of discipline in you and makes you understand what life is yeah. and how life should be. Yeah. So, his intensity is, and man, he's a, it's like a Navy SEAL type of oak, bro. Like, I, yo, I knew it. I knew it. I knew he's that guy. Let's go. We, we're going to make you a warrior, bro. Nothing's going to break you. We, you're going to be after this. I know Petty doesn't like this, but you're going to be mentally tough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're 19 now. There's this like man who looks like a Navy SEAL going to Belkom. Uh, you go home. And how does that go with your mom? Because, listen, I've got a black mom. I know how education goes at home. Mate, it is, yeah, it is not pretty for the first couple, eh? Like, yeah, it was, it was a fight. They had to excuse me even. It's like, oh, we're not far. Let the animals talk, right? Uh. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, I know, like, I know. <laughs> now, now you're standing there at the corner, you're trying to hear, but the, yeah. the room... It's kind of like soundproof, kind of. So you're not hearing anything. Just trying to catch something like, yo, yo. And it's funny in a sense. But when they came out, obviously, I got invited to the room again. Joined the conversation. And we started having, like, much freer conversations now. Like, yo, my, my parents asking me, like, what, what does this mean to you? And they have seen how rugby has grown to be a, a huge love of my life uh, at that point in time. I was like, yo, mom, like, listen, I can't, you know, Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to drop the studies for now. I might go back at it, but for now, this is an op- uh, this is an awesome opportunity. I mean, this is national level, not into the provincial, national level, wonderful opportunity. And at that point in my mind, because I had a kid, I had a kid on 17, and my dad had the chat with me when I was young. He's like, "Dude, this is your responsibility now. You have to be a man. You have to provide." Mm-hmm. In my mind, as it was, this is a gateway to me providing for my kid. This is the easiest way. I'm 19. I'm going to be getting a nice salary so I can actually, you know, build a nice platform for my kids so that he's well sorted. Wow. That is, that is powerful. And then the rest is, I mean, listen, obviously, boom, boom, boom. Now he's you, Kyle Brown. You guys are just, uh, you're making magic happen. Uh, obviously, Kyle. Uh, Kyle just looks like he was cut out, right? As a head boy. Like, it, <laughs> it's like from early on. Somebody decided. They said, that baby over there, please don't put it with the other babies because mediocrity is contagious. We're going to put him and Korne Kricher over there. That's the, that's the captain section. You, he, he literally is what you say. I promise you, Kyle is not normal. Even the conversations that he never cut. The team talks that Kyle has, yeah. I've never heard anything of them. Bro, like I used to, Kyle used to, he used, he used to boggle my mind before going. If, you know, like normally we're used to, yeah, guys, let's go get them, you know, let's go mess them up. You know, I don't want to say, I don't know if I can say here, but Carl's team talk is so chill. Like, he literally, he tries to unlock something in your brain. He gets you to think differently and get, get you inspired in there. Like, he literally wants to touch your heart. Yeah. Not yeah. just push you. He wants to touch your heart so that you can unlock something within you and be great. That's his team talks. 
this dude look at this guy he's like bro I'm about to play rugby or like what's going on <laughs> no even when you say hi to him you feel like you're about to you, now you have to go and make a presidential speech it, it, like how's it how are you nice to meet you I'm Carl Brown I'm excellent and I'm very handsome which he is very handsome that's, <laughs> so, that's so, so Carl's me. like that but let me ask you so yeah. when you were in the team obviously now boom 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 you're getting in the mix because something that's important, I think, um, so I played a little bit of serious football when I was younger. What people don't know, the most important thing in the world, who's in charge of the playlist in the dressing room in your sevens team? Because that is vital. A lot of people don't know that the guy who's allowed in charge of the music in the dressing room, yeah, you've got the key to the city. Who was the guy when you, when you guys were doing it? That's, that's a heavy task that. Yeah, hey, you wanna? <laughs> you need to do it to everyone there. And you feel like we have a very vast group of people. So it was from Benja Rainerman to Carl Brown to Frankie Hall yeah. to Roma Steven Hunt to myself. Like, how are you, Justin Hadult? Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you move around there? But Chris Brown was a man. Um, I mean, Chris Dry, sorry, Chris. Chris Brown was a man, uh, and he's just a clown, so everybody loves him. So. You kind of like, you know, everyone has a soft spot for him. So even if he plays something that's not to to the par, it will always forgive him. So he was, no, listen, a, a lot of people don't know that. It's, I mean, especially in a, in a, like a male dominated environment, if you play it's one song it. badly, you are out. A lot of, <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, they used to, that time we used to use oxes, not even like, yeah. change the ox like back like I call it. You're not, you're not deserving ah. Give that thing here. Give that thing here. <laughs> and one bad boy, you can play 10 good songs. One yeah. bad song. Ah, uh, that's just great. Dude, I have to be honest. I was checking out your your playlist on, um, and I wanted to quickly talk about it on, on Spotify. So are we going to be adding some songs there, or is that the complete listener? No, like I've, I'm a very, um, I'm not a surface type people. I'm, I'm like a, I'm, I'm a very substantial dude and I like, you know, when I do stuff, I like thinking about it and I'm very thoughtful and I like to drive a message, right? There's a reason why that playlist is drafted like that. And there's a reason why those songs are there, you know, like we, we might chop and change. Um, I could have, I could have gone different directions and I listened to everything and everything, but there's a reason why it's like that. I guess like we'll change it as time goes, you know, according to the mood. Uh, but this first one, I wanted it to be a reflection of, who I am at the moment. So like you'll see, like the is a super example. The first and last song uh, are gospel songs. I always begin everything with prayer, I always end things with prayer. Most okay. of the playlist, most of the playlist is um, African infused. So uh, a deep heritage of my uh, my Sutu tribe and who I am. I, I, I put a lot on that as well. So that has to show like my proudness to be Sutu has to show in the playlist. And most of it is South African songs as well. So a lot of times, you know, yes, we do listen to hip hop and making hip hop and this and that, you know, but a lot of it has to show that African side to me and has to kind of like um, celebrate that. I'm all about, you know, celebrating Africa because I feel like we don't celebrate Africa enough, man. And we have so much goodness here. We literally just look past South Africa or Africa as a whole and we literally think things from outside are more superior, which is which is not the conversation we should be having. We should be enriching what is ours because it is quality. Yeah. You see our things as 
quality. It is quality. Celebrate and enjoy that, and then we take it to the world. Not always being the world here. And I think you know by you know creating small things like playlists, that's that's a little piece of you know taking a little bit of Africa to the world. Dude, you, you know what? I, I think what we should do is have more of these chats. I, I wanted to talk about more stuff, but you've given me so much here. I, I love this side. Now you've just before we finish off, you've just brought up something because. A lot of people don't know the difference between Bedi and Mosoto. Like you are Mosoto Soto and so uh, So I feel this is also a good representation of both, uh, uh, you know, the Soto and the Bedis. I'd say, yeah. you know, some people, some people might say you've gone around the world and stepped around people. So you might be a slightly better representation. But I'd like to think I'm the best uh, representation of uh, Bedi as well. And if we need to fight about that, I will come to Cape Town and I will get somebody... <laughs> I will get somebody to fight against you. So just to be clear, is Mapedi Ramagwala. One thing I know is that we are cowards as Bedi people. So I will come and come to Cape Town, but I will send, send somebody to fight you if we have to fight. Yeah, I'm not fighting you, just to be clear. No, listen, all Bedis and Sutus are all under one umbrella. Yes, man. The forces are Ngunis and stuff like that. So we fall under one umbrella. So like, there's no reason to fight, man. Let's clear this thing. Let's go. All right, because I didn't want to fight you. So, thank God. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm out of had You ever had that relief? You, you know when you get home and you know you're going to get a beating, but then they say uh, your mom's not home. And by the time she gets yeah. back, you've already cooked and tidied the kitchen. Yeah. 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 Then, then she comes back pretty relaxed. So, we're like, ah, I won this one. Yeah, you know what? I want to leave uh, the people wanting more because next time we're going to talk about who has the best dreads in that whole seven team. Because, dude, I am so jealous of you guys that can rock that. So that's going to be the next one. I want to unpack that. I want to unpack that, dude. You're a freaking legend, bro. Getting to know you is just seriously. It's it's. This is such a wild scene, bro. Like, uh, it's it's amazing. And and thank you for being so cool, dude. Nah, it's it's great, man. I love the conversations that we're having. Um. Please, let's have some more. Let's have some more. Let's yes. back. Learn from each other. You know, I, I, this is this is how we learn through conversation, and this is how we dissect stuff. You know, you might have an opinion that I don't have. You know, but once you speak about it in a broader way, I might understand why you have that opinion. I might lose mine and adopt yours. You know, I feel like we don't have these type of discussions enough, and this is how things literally change through conversation. So I'm I'm having a blast, man.